I've had this pull to want to travel um, for a while now, but I really, if I'm being honest with myself, I wasn't listening to myself and I wasn't listening to what I wanted to do. And I kept putting it off. So this year really was difficult in ways because I stepped out of a place of comfort to step up to what, what I really want to do was traveling. And even if I wasn't able to do it with anyone, which I wasn't really able to, I was going to do it alone. And that wasn't going to scare me. Life is a trip. No matter where you've been or where you're going, you might have more in common with someone on the other side of the world than you think. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's Gio, and we're back with the next episode, episode 12. And actually, this one is an interesting title. It's called Traveling at the Start of Corona. So, I mean, you can kind of guess what that means. <laughs> Canon's story um, is super interesting in this episode because she's going to dive into what it was like actually going to Bali on a trip that she had basically booked right at the beginning of this entire pandemic craziness. Um, and on top of that, it was her first uh, international solo trip. So, you know, just <laughs> those two things, like, on top of each other, of course, can be very crazy. Um, I think it's an incredible experience, and her story is awesome, so I'm, I'm really glad that she was able to share that here on the podcast, and also that I got to reconnect with an old friend because, you know, we have not <laughs> talked in so long, and, you know, with the corona craziness, it was kind of cool to just reconnect and socialize a little. I know, like, a lot of my friends are going through it right now in terms of dealing with being quarantined in the United States and um, just kind of not having access to what we're used to and also you know a lot of us are suffering in terms of mental health or in terms of trying to stay positive about our bodies trying to be connected to any sort of spirituality or you know just <laughs> getting through the day so I think this episode's super cool. I really hope you all enjoy it. And yeah, looking forward to the next one and sharing a lot more topics relevant to travel with everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Life's a Trip. Today's guest is my friend, Cannon. Hey, guys, I'm Cannon. I'm 26 years old. I work as a substitute teacher and a server and a bartender in a restaurant. Um, I love working out. I love traveling. And I love spending time with family and friends, just, just like everyone else does. But that's just a little bit about me. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll dive into some of those as we go. Um, but let's go ahead and start with your experience with travel. Recently, you went to Bali. Can you tell us a little bit about why you decided to go there and how it was for you? Uh, yes, I I loved it. Um, I definitely got a lot of what I was not expecting, but it was one of the greatest adventures. Um, but I was originally going to go there. I've been um, I've been properly planning this trip for about seven or eight months and it originally was going to be three weeks and it was sort of my inspiration for some reason something was calling me to Bali but I mean I know a lot of people do travel there and it's it's a fairly I would say um it's a good place to solo travel 
I mean, it's very tourist-based, so it's not like you're taking a huge um, step into like going out on your own. So I, I thought it would be a safe first location to to go travel to, but um, I felt inspired just because the culture and the beauty and all the waterfalls and whatnot, and I just started planning. And originally it was going to be um, – the first part of it was going to be with a tour group and then I was just going to go off on my own. And, and then I got there and things just kind of due to the Corona, they, they didn't of course go as planned, but they were, they turned out amazing. And I learned so much about me, about travel. Um, it was crazy because the first day we even showed up, that was when we actually learned that our tour was canceled. And then we were just like, what do we do next? So, and it wow. was more about like learning to not hold such high expectations with travel because you never know what's going to go according to your plan. You never know who you're going to meet. You don't know if, you know, let's say the weather is bad and your ferries canceled. So you just really got to go with flow. And that's what it really taught me overall. Yeah. Wow. But it sounds crazy. I did meet a lot of amazing people and. Um, the Balinese people are very generous and kind and loving and I think overall they want you to feel welcome and of course they they do have a um, they do also ask for respect because they take their religion that's such a big um, it's just very important to them in their life so that was mm -hmm. very unique to see the culture as well seeing them yeah. giving offerings every morning and they, they're very firm believers in karma. So that was interesting as well. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, and you mentioned like it was unexpected, like what was so unexpected about that? Was it sort of your first solo trip and that fell into that sort of feeling or what was sort of the emotions around that being like surprised when you got there? Mm, it, it's been, this was my third solo trip, but I think it, um, what was the biggest or the the biggest expectation that was kind of crushed was just it was living it was like an adventure living day by day because as we all know like we do hear from social media the um the numbers and how the coronavirus is really affecting the world everywhere but mm -hmm. I didn't really think and so did many of the tour mates I was with they didn't really think that the corona was going to be as dangerous so that's why we ended up coming to Bali and when we found out that it was canceled of course that was really like shocking to us but we also were expecting it so we kind of took the plans in our own hands and as um, we went for the first two days to a beautiful island and that I think felt like vacation but after that things started to definitely get rocky mm -hmm. um, for example we were on the island and we were planning to stay there for four days and then the second day we were there um, the hotel service called us over and was like, you need to evacuate off this island. Um, and if you are, do not evacuate off this island by today, you'll be stuck there for a 14 day lockdown, wow. which means that, um, as I mean, it wasn't scary because of course we're literally on paradise and it is ocean <laughs> and beautiful and what you're sitting and having drinks all day by the beach. Like you can't complain, but also our flights would be missed and getting home and the borders 
possibly closing. That's that's what we were kind of hearing because we would heard we heard countries were already doing that. So um we did we managed a mission to get off the island and we were one of the last sadly the last couple people to get off the island which that was pretty crazy in itself we literally had to the man who gave us our ferry tickets was pretty much selling them off to many people and we were just like we need to get off the island today (laughs) like so but we we made it off and then after that we kind of realized each day temples were closing waterfalls were closing um tourist events were closing so it became more um like devastating and okay this is less of a vacation we need to kind of get home but we made it another really awesome lesson i learned was finding the joy and the comfort of not knowing and Mm -hmm. finding um being at peace even in the middle of that panic because i mean you can dwell on it and your focus can be on the panic and the fear and it was a blessing that my phone was kind of turned off most of the day. Yeah. Like when I got at the, at the hotel at night, it would blow up and my friends, and my family, of course, would be filled with concern and which I was totally understood. I didn't mean to worry anyone, but um, it was nice to be able to practice like, you know what, there is still um, there's still ways and strategies that we can use our mind and our mental practice to overcome fear with love and find the peace in that so yeah that's I mean it's good to hear that you ended up still enjoying your trip and making the most of it um, because it did sound like it really was impactful for your life and I mean seeing all the amazing pictures that you posted recently and just also going through that like experience with you almost because I can't imagine Mm -hmm. like how your family must have felt also like having you being in Bali when all (laughs) of this is happening like when did you actually leave and like what was the plan how long were you supposed to be in Bali So I had planned, I had booked to leave on the 13th and um, the day before I was supposed to leave, I got a call at 2 a.m. from China saying that my flight was canceled. So I, I'm very headstrong and I had been planning this for eight months as you know. So I was like, nothing is stopping me. I'm buying another ticket. Mm. So I bought another ticket and I left a day early and I got there and I was supposed to stay until about the 31st of March um, and then that's when things just started unraveling and um, I stayed there about a total of six days or no seven days about a week mm-hmm. and um, each day was really enjoyable but I think the closer I got to the ending the more it was filled with panic um, because what ended up happening while I was there was um, about four days into the trip, the mates I was with, which was about four different people, two were from the UK, one was from Atlanta, Georgia, and one was from Australia. So they all had their situations going on for them. Um, and that Australia was putting a very, very heavy lockdown. Yeah. Um, so severe that if people were to leave their house, knowing that they were supposed to be quarantined, they would be fined over $10,000 or locked in jail. So there was a huge, um, and not only that, their parents were worried too. So their, their need to get home was even heightened, Mm -hmm. I guess, compared to me because my parents were, yes, they were very, very worried, especially my father. So sorry, (laughs) father, but, (laughs) um, I, 
learned that my flight was actually not, I was asking for my flight to be moved up because I wanted to leave earlier because I kept hearing the borders were possibly going to be closing down. But my flight services and my travel agents were not, they weren't, they didn't have the means to help me because they were so impacted. And they said, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to help you until 72 hours before your flight leaves. So I kept waiting and I waited about six days. And then I was like, okay, I, I do need to, um, I don't know, my gut was telling me I do need to get out of the country yeah. because especially hearing our situation in America with president helping certain people and not helping certain people. I just didn't want to be in a situation like that and worry my parents even more. So I ended up buying a pretty pricey ticket back home. And um, I was very, actually very grateful. I went home when I did, because then when I was like reading up on Balinese news, it was not looking very good. Mm-hmm. Because the day I left was the first day they actually heard, Oh, we have cases. This is the first mm-hmm. day. There's three cases we found that they have coronavirus. No one had died. Then after that, it just skyrocketed. Yeah. So, um, wow. but I'm grateful for the experiences I had. I w- don't regret it. I, I think um, it really taught me a lot. And my travel mates even told me this will probably be the most difficult, hardest traveling adventure you'll ever be on. So anyone to come in the future should be a breeze. And I'm like, well, that's good news. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, that's a crazy story. And I feel like, it brings up a lot of memories of like my own crazy stories, but like um, I think nothing compares to like this hysteria that was like, you know, worldwide with this pandemic going on. And it's like, I don't know, I feel like as a parent too, I would be so worried <laughs> if my oh, kid yeah. was abroad at that time. I mean, I think props to you for like going anyway, but also did you get any criticism um, from people, from friends or family or anyone because you went anyway? Because, you know, a lot of people are like really like they have their own opinions and judgments when it comes to people traveling like during this pandemic and they're seeing that and they're having a lot of comments. I don't know if you've gotten any of that, but maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Yeah. I have definitely, definitely got some criticism along the way or, um, and it was interesting because I've had this pull to want to travel, um, for a while now, but I really, if I'm being honest with myself, I wasn't listening to myself and I wasn't listening to what I wanted to do. And I kept putting it off. So this year really was difficult in ways because I stepped out of a place of comfort to step up to what, what I really want to do was traveling. And even if I wasn't able to do it with anyone, which I wasn't really able to, I was going to do it alone. And that was like going to scare me. And there were still some people in my life, very important people in my life that did not like the idea of me traveling alone. And I had to really, really fight, really fight for them to finally um, get on that supportive train of like, this is what I'm going to do. You can support me or you, you don't have to, but this is what I'm going to do. And of course, I'm not going to be going into it blindly. I'll be doing so much research and that way you'll feel comforted with this. And so for me to finally get there and then all of this happened, that was, that was also very frustrating, but I think it all really happened for a reason. And I really, um, a lot of people were like, Oh, you're crazy for going. Like some coworkers were just saying like, don't come back. 
after work, make sure you're self-quarantined because I do not want to get sick. And I was like, I get you, I get you. Like, um, but at the same time, I didn't think it was that serious like most people do. But I think we all live in that. Now we're yeah. all seeing that it is rather serious. But I'm, yeah, I'm, no matter what, I, I, I feel like no matter what you do in life, people are going to criticize you. So yeah, for sure. Might as well toot your horn. So. <laughs> totally. I mean, do it in a nice way, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I think that like I'm not an expert or anything, but I also have learned there's like new information coming up every day, and not everybody knows like everything about this this virus right now. There's so much we're still learning. Even doctors are still learning, and like what a lot of countries also did was you know they realized younger people, you know didn't really like die from this unless they were um, immune compromised, basically, you know, compromised or however you say that. So honestly, like you going as a younger person weren't as much at risk. And at the time that you Mm -hmm. went, like it was just something you had made, a decision you made. So honestly, I don't really think people have the right to judge when it was like, it's your own circumstance. Everyone has their own circumstance. You know what I mean? Mm. so honestly I think it's good that you came back when you did but it's also like it's it's pretty cool that you did go anyway and follow like what you wanted to do because I mean you can't really like go at this point so like if you didn't go it was like you know you wouldn't really get to go later on right so yeah that's true you went already yeah because who knows when that would be able to happen and did you look into like the seasons as well like when is a good season to go to Bali oh yeah and I and I went right before the tourist season started okay. or I was planning to mm-hmm. and the weather was actually quite ideal. It was all, Bali weather is very tropical. So it was already very yeah. humid. Like I can be wearing a crop top and some shorts and I'd be sweating. Mm-hmm. But um, the one really good perk though about the Corona, I know <laughs> it sounds really bad, but um, one thing that I was really nervous about throughout my research was these places that I wanted to go to Um Specifically, like there was one waterfall that's um, considered very holy, and it's called Tukad Kupang, I think. I'm completely saying it wrong, probably. Yes. But, anyways, it's a beautiful waterfall, but there's usually a very, very, very long line mm. full of tourists. And the one really good perk was that we really skipped all of that. Like, yeah. there was even one day where we did an Airbnb experience together with my tour mates, and the first location was called the gate of heaven and the taxi driver specifically asked us, Hey, do you mind if I pick you guys up at six instead of seven? Because usually there's a four hour line Mm. and, and we're like, yeah, we, we would like to beat the line. That would be really nice. And so we got there super early. We got our numbers. We were waiting and it took us 15 minutes and there was no one. And it was so nice to be able to see like the beauty of everything because I mean, I have traveled to certain places, but I've never traveled to a country outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, and I've heard that usually the places are now filled with tourists no matter where you go. So I think that was like a huge gift and that I got yeah. to see things um, with less of that, the less congestion of mm-hmm. the tourists. So. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> Lucky you. I know I'm very grateful yeah I mean no that's awesome I mean you you know also another thing to keep in mind is a lot of people took advantage of this opportunity too I saw so many people like whatever judgments aside like a lot of people at the beginning of this saw the opportunity to like go to places that were more empty at that time and just to Mm -hmm. see it and you know 
you do what you want at the end of the day but if you have like good memories I think that's what matters and also like you're safe and that's really good like you you definitely came back at the right time so that's really awesome Mm -hmm. and also you have those memories with you forever so (laughs) as crazy as it was I feel like those trips are more memorable than others like I've got a lot of memories um going to Europe where it's just like crazy with the tour like with the tourists and like the crowds um, I think at one point we were doing a tour. I was doing it with my mom and my best friend. And um, she was also the tour, like not the tour group leader or something, but she was kind of in charge of the students, making sure everybody was like staying together. And uh, we kind of missed our train to get home in Italy. So we had to take a bus all the way back to the hotel, like the home mean, being the hotel, actually. I mean, so yeah, we had to like take a bus and it was the last bus and we didn't even know how to get there. And like these German tourists actually gave us directions to find this bus, but it was the last night bus. And we shoved into that bus like squished like sardines oh my and gosh. I don't I mean I'm like claustrophobic now and I have anxiety about crowds so I don't even know how I did that at that time but it was the adrenaline of the moment and you're just it like going going yeah you're just trying to survive like when you're especially you know you traveling alone and having this whole crisis like th- that's just your brain switches to survival mode oh, yeah. and yeah it's just funny because now I can laugh and like say okay that was a good story but at the time that was insane like I had to wave my mom was in the front of the bus I couldn't even see her we had to like go oh, out every God. stop and check like is this the right stop <laughs> it was so weird. yeah it's yeah. definitely become laughable memories yeah exactly so it's kind of funny but definitely I don't want to do that again and I don't recommend yes. like to people <laughs> to do that like try to do your research and like know what you're doing and plan your day but sometimes you don't have control either so just like make the best out of it I guess yeah yeah I mean honestly that's you just same saying you get lemons make lemonade right yeah exactly and like, so. Um, so you said that was your first time solo traveling, like outside of, of the U.S. You hadn't been, yeah. to, you never done that. Wow. That's crazy. And like, so what made you like, why hadn't you traveled outside of the country before that? Was it just, you didn't really have a place in mind to go? Or is there any other reasoning that you finally now chose to go like international? Um, I think I always wanted to. I just didn't, I didn't follow through on my part. I didn't really, I wasn't really looking in the mirror and listening to myself. Yeah. So, and that finally, I think that really like woke up inside of me um, when I became single again, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest. So, and I'm very thankful for it. I, I have done little solo trips, but if anything, this has really made me hungry to travel more outside of the U.S. Like I, if I had the opportunity now, that's what I would be doing right now. Like, (laughs) but, but, you know, it will come soon. I'm not giving up on that. That's for sure. Exactly. Let's hope so. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely, I've got a lot of trips I want to do as well. So let's see if we can, but I'm, I think that's really cool. Like I'm really proud of you for having done that. I think a lot of Americans like tend to not go outside of the country, which I think is really sad. I mean, there's a lot to see within the U.S., but I know like myself, because my parents are immigrants, I always traveled since I was a kid. I didn't really have a choice. So I kind of had Mm -hmm. to go to Mexico or to Chile but I, al- I always like to know, like, um, the reasoning behind that. And I guess I think a big part of it is, like, what you said. You don't really, like, 
intend on not traveling internationally. It's just, it's a lot of different factors that can play into that. And I mean, it's, it's interesting that you oh, chose yeah. Bali for your first one, because how long of a flight is that? Like, that's really far away. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's about 20 hours. Yeah, that's insane. But and is it, it's not direct, right? No, it's not. I, the first, first stop was Taiwan, and then the way home was um, Indonesia and Japan. So mm-hmm. that I had to wow. stop in. But it was, I loved the thrill of it. I mean, I, I'm so, I'm so ready to do it again. And, and don't get me wrong, you're very right. America does have like so many places that I still want to see too. But I do, I'm a strong believer that I think, at least from the city that I grew up in with you, you may, mm-hmm. I don't know, agree with this, but we were growing up in very much of a bubble. And yeah, totally. There's not, there, there's not like any room to be like, oh yeah, go explore. Because some, a lot of people here don't really see it as a very wise idea. Yeah. I mean, personally, um, my father it took him a really long time to be like, oh yeah, I want my young daughter going to other countries alone by herself. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm totally. on board with that. So um, that took him a little bit of time, and I think that's what. Um, me coming up to play and telling him how I feel and me really doing that I think that was the first stepping stone and then after that it was just like nope I'm just gonna go for it and mm-hmm. yeah so yeah good for you I mean it's really tough with families sometimes they can be so protective and I mean especially like I've heard a lot with like Latinos especially like they don't want to let their daughters out because it's like you never know what could happen and you want to protect your kids and um, and then with Americans, you hear like in the news in general, like, oh, Americans are in danger. Don't leave the country. Like everybody wants to target Americans. And I don't yeah. know. I think that's like super false. <laughs> it's super false yeah. because honestly, I've traveled to other places by myself. And this is the first trip where, I mean, I men, men do sometimes hit on me, but there when they did they were very respectful about it like they would hit on me and I'd be like no I'm good and they would get the picture and they would walk away and it was Mm -hmm. like really nice yeah really refreshing (laughs) so I mean that was the one that was a big difference I saw with that so um I think we are very it's a very false perception people are very friendly and they're very there's so many solo travelers everywhere you go I was so surprised yeah, that's so. totally true. And, and like, I also felt the same way when I was going to Australia alone. Like, I've talked about that in a couple other episodes, but I think that was eye-opening for me because I realized, like, wow, people are nicer than you think. I mean, of course, it depends on the country you're in. I don't know. But mostly in my experience, if you're aware of your surroundings, you avoid, like, the dark alleys and walking alone. Like, you try to have a group mentality and just stay aware, basically, then you're going to be mm-hmm. fine. And I think um, even the most like unsafe in quotation marks countries, like people might think Bali, okay, what is that a third world country? Like, is that safe, you know, for a woman to go there alone? Like, why would you even go? (laughs) So, you know, there's a lot of these (laughs) thoughts that come in, especially I think in in people who are more closed minded and they just kind of want to stick to really like big cities that are like more advanced or whatever like it can happen anywhere to be honest you can't it's like trying not to like you can't wrap yourself you know in bubble wrap and not go outside like you know either way something can happen so it's more about being aware and 
hopefully it not happening to you. But like, that's why you speaking out about your experience, I think helps a lot of women, especially American women know that they can like travel alone as well and that they should try to go like outside of their comfort. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you I made totally friends encourage as well. it. Yeah. Yes. And it was, I mean, it's hundred percent. I totally back that up on what you've said. Like anywhere potentially offers danger. It's just really about being self-aware. And if you really want to, like, do extra, like, take extra steps to be vigilant, then do research and figure out, like, these are the places to go, these are the places to not go, like, but it's definitely recommend. It is, it's definitely a learning experience that will teach you more than anything than being behind a computer, being in a classroom, being, taking college course, like experience is your best teacher so and why not do it in a culture and a beauty that we haven't seen is it it's just it's so awesome and people yeah. are they're so beautiful it, they make it you they make you really fall in love with just life again because mm-hmm. it really gives you hope like wow these we're, we're all we wake up and we're immediately in tune with our phones and we hear all the chaos and the horrible stuff going on but and it clouds our judgment sometimes to think like, oh, people are like that. But there are so many people who are just, they have such a beautiful, kind heart and they just want to do good. And if you attract it, that's the thing. If you attract it, then it will come your way. But you really got to believe and think positive. Yeah, so. totally agree. Um, switching gears a little bit too, like how was it for you being in Bali as a vegan? I know I've heard there's a lot of vegan options there and, and like also what made you go vegan? Like how has that experience been for you? Um, there's a lot of options, I would say, um, a lot of vegan options in Bali, um, specifically in Ubud, which was a central city. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but it was awesome seeing those options and choices and they were very health aware. Any restaurant you would go to, there was like, sometimes they would even at the end of your meal, which I love, they would give you like a little shot of like juice or specifically like, um, it was like a juice I would say, but it was for your digestive mm-hmm. digest, uh, digestion to make you yeah. feel better. Like after you eat a f- filling meal. So it's just, they keep, they keep that in mind. And um, me personally, I went vegan um, for a number of reasons. Um, one, I was actually, um, it started out when I was at Red Robin, um, serving two gentlemen and they come in almost every week. And I've been working there for about two plus years, but I had never served them. And I had the opportunity to serve them and they pretty much, they ordered the vegan burger that we offer and they gave me their spiel on it. And they told me to go watch some movies, of course, scary movies. Um, and so one day I was just very curious and I watched those movies and I really just a flame just like lit underneath me. And I was like, what? I was not true. Like, and then I just, my own curiosity like pushed me to do, to go after researching and finding more information. And then I kind of realized it was linked to my mother's health. And um, my mother is super important to me, super close to me, but she's been battling cancer on and off and in remission. And I kind of connected the dots that, in my opinion, a lot of the food we eat today, depending on where you get it and 
it leads to those unhealthy diseases or things that happen later in life. And um, so that was one huge reason why, like, not personally that I want to avoid getting that because no matter what, that's going to happen. But then I also learned the environmental factors. And that's what really just, it just made me disgusted with some of what I was hearing. So I know that's such a really like (laughs) harsh word, but don't get me wrong. I love meat. I love my carne asada with fajitas. Like that is my jam (laughs) and sushi. Gosh, I can get down, but I just, it really turned my gears and I was like, well, you know, like maybe I can just, just start making better choices for myself. Maybe those better choices might help the environment. And I learned, you know what, just one day eating meat, you can save so much water, which I know sounds crazy so much land but you also save the animal's life and I was like that's awesome and then it just became a huge habit for me and I felt really good my body felt good about it mm-hmm. I felt good I felt better when I was working out um I wasn't feeling as bloated I was always feeling lighter yeah and I did that for about a year and then when I graduated my credential program I was like I'm gonna treat myself and go back and I tried that and my body was like no (laughs) like it was very mad at me so I learned that I really can't invite those things that I love like the chicken and the carne asada the heavy meats they really give me a lot of pain but there are times where um I can have a little bit of cheese and it won't hurt as much it won't be as painful or fish for example doesn't really hurt me so there are times where I do cheat a little bit, so I'm not 100% vegan, but I do try to stick to it for my own personal, um, like, well-being and my mental health. Right. Um, I mean, I was, in the very beginning when I became vegan, I was very passionate about it, too, but I've learned that everyone, um, everyone has their own likes and dislikes, and that's not a bad thing. And I'm not going to push someone, nor am I going to like look at someone differently because they like to enjoy the simplicities of life with really good food because why not? I mean, mm-hmm. food makes anything better. We're at parties. We have food. We, we go out. Oh, where's the food? Like, so I'm, I'm definitely not like that type of, I guess, <laughs> vegan, but um, I do like to inspire others to just maybe make one or two little choices because it does do a lot for our planet and um, for our own health like honestly if you look at the research if you have any chronic pain or any um, really bad disease or a terminal disease that your doctor just gave you and you change your diet to a plant-based diet there's so much research that backs it up that that will change your body in the best ways possible Yeah. So the first thing being, you know, your body and how it makes you feel so much better by like actually swapping that out. And like, I'm lucky to have that option here in Bavaria. Like I found a shop underneath my apartment, which is like an organic store and they have a lot of those vegan options. So I have like vegan sausages, which my friend was shocked about actually. (laughs) And you know, it's kind of funny. funny. Yeah. Because people are like, what is that? Sounds nasty. Like, but I do that a lot, (laughs) like with grilling season right now, because it's getting warmer in Germany. Like I've I've bought uh, some vegan alternatives and I don't mind it. Like sometimes I'll have like a normal, like normal in quotation marks again, like sausage or whatever, but I don't find like my body feeling right about it. 
And yeah, I guess, you know, the second thing is like what you also mentioned, like you don't have to be a complete strict vegan to be a vegan. That's something I always tell people, like you don't have to be like completely on one side of the spectrum. You don't have to be vegan fully or vegetarian fully. Like you already like making that choice to swap something out is like a huge step because we need to be more sustainable. And for me, it's like for the planet that I really care about and for my body. So if I can like help out in that way, by avoiding meat just once in a while, at least, like it's making, you know, some sort of contribution, I guess. And especially oh, for I myself. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah. And um, on both those. <laughs> yeah. And like, and you know, you talk a lot about like body positivity on your social media. And like recently, you know, with, um, I saw like your tattoo that's like mind over matter and it was like your first tattoo. Mm -hmm. Can you speak a little bit about where you got inspired to like do that and, or what inspired you? And then also like everything else with like being body positive and why you are sort of an advocate for that. Um, so the mind over matter, um, I, my mom is, she's a life coach. So she has gifted me with many, skills and one of them was mind over matter um and then also my father really was a huge big component on it too mm -hmm. um but I am like I've just grown over time to learn that it really is about our focus with all things our mindset um it can be career it can be health it can be dating it can be just doing those simple little things in life that make you get by but our focus on the positive, on the gratitude over the negative, it really does change your life for good. I mean, I know you struggle with anxiety and I've heard you talk about it and how it's like a, a double-edged sword. Yeah. And I love that because I totally agree because, and for one point in my life, I really struggled with anxiety as well. And I still do at points, but I really think that I've learned that a mind over matter type of philosophy um, has really helped me to overcome that at times. And um, that's what really inspired me. Mm -hmm. And I and I like the symbolism of it too. So, um, but that's just a little background on where that came from. That's cool. With body image and self-love. Um, I kind of really became passionate with that as of this last year. Um, I found same with eating healthier, working out and, or any type of physical activity, whether it be yoga or walking or Zumba or dancing, whether it be like dancing with a group or dancing at home, it's really, really good for you. It just, it really awakens your body and refreshes it. And um, I learned that by me doing that, it helped me love myself more. And as I grew to understand what self-love was, I also learned that as much as it's about pampering ourselves and treating ourselves with little things and um, like giving ourselves a bath or a face mask or just going to get a coffee on Fridays because it's Friday, like those things are self-love, but I also realize it's much more. and mm -hmm. I mean, social media makes self-love such a big thing now. Like, oh, self-love. Like, yeah, self-care. <laughs> self-care, right? But yeah. it's more than just that. It's really like 
taking a really deep look at yourself in the mirror and understanding all parts of you, the good and the bad, the flaws and all, Mm -hmm. and really learning to find the uncomfort and loving yourself with that. And I mean, if, I mean, if I can be completely honest with you, I've actually, I've struggled with something my whole life um, with body image. And most girls, I think, just the world we grow up to can sort of shape our minds to have body image, um, I guess, issues. But I definitely have, have battled with that. And it took me some time to really like, love myself with that. And that self love moment of me like really looking in the mirror and being like, you know what, comparison should not exist. I mean, Mm -hmm. we really can't compare each other one another to each other and that eliminates the minute we compare ourselves to another it eliminates the love it eliminates the self-love it's like i mean it's like comparing the moon the moon to the sun they shine differently you can't it's so um i really found that like i have to love myself for my body for my image the curves and all the fat and all if i think I'm feeling that way and um it's not about the magazine or the looking pretty or the thin or it's about what makes you feel good in your skin and about loving yourself so you can be your best self every day so I've really learned that that's what really self-love is and it's, it's not easy it's not fun I mean we social media makes a big deal about it being fun but it's not Mm -hmm, I think that's why so many people are struggling right now with the quarantine itself because it's pushing us to do that it's pushing us to be in a place of self-healing and Mm self-love and pushing us to understand like oh this is crappy I'm sitting here just with myself like (laughs) especially if you don't have technology yourself like you're probably going crazy but I mean I think it really pushes us to learn more about ourselves and how we can awaken to just you know, like everyone's different and as cliche as it sounds, like the world would be quite dull if it did not have the beauty of difference everywhere. Exactly. Each unique soul. So mm. I think it's so important to, with the body image and the self-love and the working out, like do what makes you feel good. Do what helps you create routine. If you don't like routine, but hey, you don't have to have it. Me personally, I love routine. So working out every day, that mentally keeps me like on a good vibration and it helps me like just keep myself in check. And I mean, everyone does whatever they need to do to float their own boat. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I totally agree with what you said. Like everybody, you know, has a different um, path and and a different, I guess, mood right now as well. Like we're all kind of coping day by day. And like with the, you know, with the quarantine situation, like there is this pressure to like have a routine. And I think I've even said that myself in some of the episodes, like having a routine is what saves me. But like, I don't always have a routine. Like we aren't all perfect. We don't all follow like to the T what we've wanted to do in our day, especially when you're not working. Like that's really tough. A lot of people are not working right now. And that makes it really weird because you don't have like that going to the office type of thing or chatting with colleagues, you know, it's really unfortunate, but that's, that's where you try to, you have to try to like 
look at what you can do. Going outside for like a walk, I don't know, baking something, doing an Instagram live to like have some contact with people, whatever you need to do. Honestly, (laughs) as annoying as some people find that, like I've gotten, I've found like sort of a newfound respect for some of these people who are like used to constant socializing and they can't get it. And so I think that's what, like you said, mind over matter, like having a, um, a mindset that is positive and like trying to infuse as much of that in your day as you can. And also knowing like you don't have to have good days all the time. Like we're going to have bad days. Okay. I had that this weekend with my boyfriend. Like I had a bad day, honestly. And I was just like, okay, we're just going to ride this wave until I feel a little better. And it's okay to cancel all your plans that day or whatever routine you had for that day. <laughs> my cat, sorry. And, and <laughs> you know, like you can cancel. She agrees, obviously. And, you know, you can cancel <laughs> yeah, all your does. plans. Like, yeah, you don't have to do everything that you planned in your day. And, and even with or without the quarantine, like people should keep that in mind because we're also pressured all the time to be perfect. And it's like, who cares about that like you're not you don't need to prove anything to anyone like sometimes you just have a shitty day to be honest it's so true like honestly I think we we forget to be kind to ourselves yeah totally and like it's so important like it's the same thing as self-love like give yourself love like be patient with yourself like where we're we're very much like I'm very passionate about this but I love astrology and the moon and I really it's we're like the moon in so many ways we wax and we wane we at at times we are at the fullest most finest self we can possibly be and we're glowing and at times we are hiding and we don't want to be seen by anyone and that is not a bad thing at all we're human we're not perfect we're meant to mess up we're meant to fall and get up again and do it all over again like that's just how we're programmed so I totally agree like I've honestly I've it's been rough it's I'm sure everyone can say the same like I have a routine and then days I'll wake up I'll be like oh no this is not happening no we're just gonna lay in bed so yeah and that's okay I mean yeah you have to do what you have to do and and um I think mainly if, if as long as you're taking a second to be aware especially like in your day sometimes you just you lose track of the day and you don't take a second just to like breathe or just to like be aware like okay I'm you know think of three positive things that's what I had my boyfriend do this weekend because he was like super negative one time and I was just like look let's think of um three positive things that happened in the last week and it's slowly it's hard but it slowly like pulls you out of that like really dark uh, hole that you might be in for the day so I mean that's one way to do it there's a lot of ways and that's why it's kind of nice to have access to information and technology so there's like a lot of resources I think people can find right now but I mean mainly yeah just trying to sort of have some positivity in your day if it's possible and if not like just letting yourself relax that's basically it <laughs> mm-hmm. listening yeah. to ourselves yeah, doing, totally. doing all that our body's calling us to like I mean Mother Earth is being able to heal right now it's a good time for us to heal so might as well mm-hmm. take take advantage of it I definitely do think that 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 thing you said about mentioning three things yeah if people are struggling with this I do recommend writing at least three gratitudes down each day and Mm-hmm. You'll actually see that the more you write them down, the more you'll actually attract those gratitudes yeah. to you. And it's really like it's the same thing as the mind over matter. Like 
it's the law of attraction. If you're thinking about it, if you're focusing on the good, you're going to get good. If you're focusing on the bad, well, guess what? Surprise, you're going to get the bad. So. Yeah, exactly. It's like a ripple effect. So yeah, totally. Well, I'm going to go ahead and close things off with that note. And um, let's go ahead and do the last closing question. So Canon, what's the best way to start the day? Um best way to start the day for me personally or just in general yeah whatever for you personally whatever however it applies to your life at this moment (laughs) Mm, I the way I've been loving to wake up is I wake up I do some yoga stretches for like five minutes and then I grab my smoothie and I sit on my porch and I literally just look at my roses and look at just like nature because it's actually the first time in a while where I'm not like going from one job to the next and like I'm sitting to smell the roses, which is as cliche as it sounds. It's it's very nice. I recommend it. I mean, that's awesome. I would say the same. Like one of my favorite things to do is like water my plants because it's like giving something back I feel like I'm contributing something to the day <laughs> to society <Yay>! plant society <laughs> yes I'm healthy like it's just nice so I love doing that and having my tea in the morning that's just like the best way but again not always the same routine I sometimes stay in my bed on my phone for a while too so good to keep that in mind <laughs> same here, same here. yeah well awesome Canon. thank you so much for being on the show um is there anywhere that people can find you if they want to follow you or anything else any other links um yeah well first off thank you for having me this was awesome experience i love talking with you catching up with you um but if you do want to find me i'm on um instagram and you can just find me at canon jacquette um I can spell it if you want. I know it's a very it's long fine. Name, I can but... link it in there. Okay. Don't no worry. <laughs> I, have a feeling. I know. Her last name but, is, yeah. is beautiful, but it's difficult to spell. <laughs> yeah, just true. in your mind. So, yeah, no worries. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Follow me on Instagram by searching for at GeoMonreal. And check out my blog on GeoMonreal.com. Want to be on the next episode? Send an email to lifeisatrippodcast at gmail.com. Music from purpleplanet.com. 